My favorite kind of sports team is a team that doesn't necessarily have a bunch of like two or three superstars on it, but just has a lot of really good players. And, you know, they might not have the highest point percentage or most home runs, but they just operate great as a team. And that team ends up being greater than the sum of its parts just because they work so well together. And in today's movie, The Cutting Edge, D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly are greater than the sum of their parts due to their chemistry. It's a movie about two people whose dreams have died, and the only way that they can attain those dreams again is by working together. I think it's a beautiful story. It's nothing extra complicated. It's not high filmmaking, but it's... There's something about it that is just so purely good and awesome. I mean, it's it's kind of an American tale of, like, triumphing at sports and winning at the Olympics, but it's also a love story that is kind of off-kilter and has a, a genuineness and sincerity that you don't really get super often today with Hollywood being so self-aware. And there's something to love about that. So enjoy this 90s movie that feels more like an 80s movie. It's The Cutting Edge. Welcome, everybody, again to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. Here we are at the center stage at Calgary. Wow, look at everybody out there today. There's Ryan Graves. Ryan oh, Graves yes. with a triple axle. Look at him just warming up. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh man. <laughs> well, I gotta stretch those. Muscles Ryan, out. Ryan, or do you want to come over here? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Come right over here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Do uh, um, <sighs> so. What we're doing here is a, a podcast on on mm. all the skating event that's going on. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us uh, tell us how it's going here at the twenty twenty one Olympics. Yeah. Hi, uh, Ryan Graves. Uh, came up from the the juniors and the ice capades of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, but uh, some guy in a big yellow jacket said, "Hey, come on, kid, we're going to the Olympics." So I thought, "Hey, you know, it's, that sounds fun." So it I sounds it sounds like he was. Over. Yeah. It sounds like he was dressing to uh, kind of match you being yeah. a square yellow thing in a, in brown pants. Yeah, this this guy uh, this guy in a yellow thing and in a circular thing. And he said he was looking for a square thing, and I said, ah, I'm going to do a square thing. I'll come over for you. Ah, I can do it. It's obvious that your talent lies mainly in skating. Oh, uh, yes, are you yes, sure yes, you yes, want to yes. do this podcast? No, 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 no. I, I came here to skate. I didn't have to do the podcast. Okay, well, uh, why don't you get back out there, and um, uh, why don't you send that other guy uh, that's on the ice, that one over there. Yeah, okay, can you send okay, him okay. over here? Right, here? Let, me go. Let it rain! What was that? Uh oh, some the uh, hey hey Kelly, so, sorry this guy, this guy just zipped past me. He said let it rain as he did this kind of like cascading kick thing with a with a jumpy. I I don't know what to do with that. Hold on, wait, you were hold on. He you're yeah, both he, he named Ryan. Dre- yeah, the, this guy was dressed up as SpongeBob SquarePants. He was out there on the on the ice. I thought he, he was, said he used to be SpongeBob SquarePants. Now he's a professional ice skater at the Olympics. Well, he still was in some kind of SpongeBob outfit. It looked uh, good. Uh, it looked really good. Look, they look good out there. I would yeah. say, hey, can I just say 10 from me? 10, 10, 10 from me, too. Look, I'm not good. a judge here. No, I'm, I'm not, not here judging. to judge. I don't, don't want to no. judge. I'm not no. judging. Yeah, I'm not judging. Well, I'm Kelly McCrillis. I'm Ryan Graves. And welcome to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms, where we're talking about the cutting edge. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> if you were ever in the Olympics... What would what would your like? Let's say throw away your body. 
<laughs> Make it the body of a champion. I, it is the body of a champion. Make it the body of a different champion for that plays a different sport that's not Xbox. Okay. 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 And what sport would that be? Let's say you could choose any sport to be an Olympiad. Olympiad? Mm-hmm. Olympian. Yeah. Olympiad. Yeah. Olympiad did caucus. If, if you could be the Zeus of sports, which sport would that be? Oh, probably toddler chasing. I'm very skilled at that. <laughs> when they're going down, so you can see that they're going to put something in your mouth, uh, and you're like, no! So it's like 100 meter Here, dash. watch it again. No! One more time. No! That's how quick I am. Okay. 100 meter dash, it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Nice. That's very cool. Um, what would yours be? I think it would be stair climbing. Stairs. I moved into a place recently that has stairs, and can I tell you what? Wait, I don't. No, you didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, oh, that place. I thought my, your. I thought my you apart- your building had stairs. You what? have to go up those stairs. You always had to go upstairs in your apartment building. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. It's out in public. That's true. So there is a difference between home stairs, Kelly, and out in public stairs, Kelly. That's right. You have to go up the stairs all the time. Yeah, I have to go upstairs all the time. Not only that, but I go up like like a madman. Yeah. At, at home. There's nothing stopping me from getting to the top of the stairs first. Robin could be three quarters of the way up. I'm still going to make it up first. I'm going to run even if I don't have anywhere to be. Sometimes I'll just run up the stairs for the fun of running up the stairs. I love having stairs. That's weird. I haven't had stairs in a long time. Yeah, that's weird because when you would call me to work out sometimes and you would take me to this place that was like a Rocky style staircase. Yeah. And you're like, let's run up these stairs. I'm like, I'm going home. no i did don't it. go i did it but i that was the only time i did it it was very <laughs> the one time yeah yeah it was very cool urban staircase my favorite run was uh that one that we did uh the one yeah, yeah. just the one <laughs> god you're like come run with me i'm like oh, i'm gonna go eat a donut well that sounds like a great story you want to tell me a story about this movie yeah tell me a story turk let me tell you a story about love D'Artagnan. ask about love Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. This is The Cutting Edge, 1992. <coughs> the most. 1992. It 19- feels like 82. Did I say 82? I don't know. It felt Maybe. like 82. <laughs> uh, first of all, bitch and soundtrack, guys. Oh, bitch and soundtrack. How did they have the money for it? It was so good. It was so was good. Like, Yes. There's something about studio films that aren't very famous that you kind of like this feels like a movie you would catch on cable TV at like yes. 1 a.m. But it's not bad. No cable. It's just that there's something about it that is cheesy enough to be late night TV. movie. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, I'm enjoying the atmosphere here. I like it here. Yeah. I want to live in wherever this movie is. Whatever universe this movie is. It's like, like a multiverse and every movie is its own universe. I want to hang out in this universe for a while. Have we seen any other movies that, I mean, because as Robin told me last night, the 90s didn't know that the 80s were over until like 94 right. or so. Whereas like the year 2000, we were just like the 90s it's is done. over, guys. What other movies have we done in the 80s because as i think you would agree none of them have been as 80s as this movie is 80s even yeah. though it was made in the 90s wait you're asking what movies have we done that is that are from the 80s that are more 80s no that are i, I don't think any of them will be more 80s than this but like did we have we done any 80s movies at all oh man what what is our 80s like track record these days right, i'm looking 
do, 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 do. He's scrolling. Muriel's Wedding? That's 90s. No. Groundhog I mean, Day? No. That's 90s? Yep. Any 80s? Anyone? Anyone? That's weird. You would think that we'd have some John Hughes in there by now. You would think that there would be some kind of Dudley Moore film, maybe some early... Well, no, Bill Murray kind of went into rom-com territory ah, in the ah, 90s. Ah, 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 ah. What about... Uh, Bob is a you, great uh, movie. Yes, 91. Frank Oz directing. No, 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 no. Uh, Harry Met Sally? There it is. 88 or 89 on that, okay. around then. Um, but she's got to have it? No, she's that's... Got, yeah, that's 86. 86, okay. By the way, listeners, don't sleep on She's Got to Have It. It's our least listened to Yeah, please go episode. back and listen to that. Check it out and check the movie out. It's Spike Lee. Spike Lee! He's a great director. Um, Academy Award winner. Yeah, that's so it. Um, that's it. She's Got to Have It. We need some more 80s. And you know what? 1992's Cutting Edge is a great 80s movie. It is a great 80s movie. <laughs> Um, this movie follows um, two separate athletes, both of whom we catch up to in the 1988 Olympics, 1990 Olympics. 1988 Olympics, just like Cool Runnings. Hey! Um, which was also directed by this director. He directed Cool Runnings? Yes! What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you already made one movie about ice Olympics, about people changing their sport from a different sport to a new sport, and then going to the Olympics with uh-huh. that new sport. Uh-huh. Do you think you could handle it? He's like, excuse me, I invented it. This is Paul Michael Glazer who directed this movie. Good for him. Good job. Oh, hold up a second. Let me just fact check myself. Who is? He is also a... Oh, wait, maybe it's the writer. Hold on. Hold on. Well, the writer was Tony Gilroy, who also was the secret director of Rogue One. Oh, so this guy, no, this guy directed The Running Man. The Running Man, not Cool Runnings. And Kazam. Kazam? Yeah. Oh, like Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq-style Kazam? Shaq's Shaq's Kazam, as it was called. But But no Cool Runnings. No, but Cool Runnings, somebody... Somebody directed Cool Running. <laughs> no, we don't know who, but they're out there. No, no, there was there's somebody associated with this movie who is also on Cool Runnings. Can't remember who, but a person. But a person. Anyway, but it, it was it like as soon as this movie started, I'm like, just like Cool Runnings. Like so much of this story is very reminiscent of Cool Runnings. And so you got these two athletes. You've got uh, Moira Kelly who plays. My crush in the she's, real world. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> Who is also in the West Wing. She's um, she's in lots of stuff. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, and she plays Cat. Katya. Katya. Kate. Cat. Katya. Which I mean, this is kind of. Oh my gosh, it's wait, very Russian for it, her to have multiple no, names wait, like that. Wait, wait, is this a back door pilot to? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Brothers Karamazov. Yes, Taming of the Shrew. Oh, oh, his Oh my version. gosh. Uh like there's there's no there's no like younger sister that gets needs to get married sure. off. Sure. We have a woman uh, who yeah. is throwing away all suitors. Totally. Her name is Kat, and her dad is trying to like get somebody to basically quote unquote skate with her, and he's the one who like he doesn't like they this is much healthier because he doesn't quote unquote tame her by the end of the movie. But 
I don't know. It's got a lot of similarities. I'm trying to figure out, like, does anything rhyme with Taming the Shrew? Like, Taming of the Shrew, to pick. Like, that's the thing. Toe pick is toe pick, like a shrewish thing. Are you to trying? Do. Are you trying to decode this movie? Yeah, because ten things I hate about you, Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's any cryptology that needs to go on here for this. But I'll go all in. This uh, yeah. is not only a Cool Runnings like warm-up film mm -hmm. but, but it's, it's also it is also an adaptation of taming the shrew good wow. job we're everybody. geniuses way to go um but these two people are at the olympics and she's a figure skater and she doesn't really get along with her coach she's super sassy and her um, coach is super sexist so we yep. like her yeah and she, i like her skating away with her butt <laughs> in the air it's very good um, and then Douglas Dorsey is like a kind of, we meet him in bed with somebody whose name he can't remember, straight player. Mm -hmm. um, Just like Howard Keel, Richard Keel, whatever the guy is from Kiss Me Kate. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Don't look are at me are like you talking, that. wait, hold on. <laughs> are you, like, <laughs> is it Howard Keel or Richard Keel? One of them is. I don't think anybody in Shakespeare was ever named Richard Keel. No, no, the actor in Kiss Me Kate, which is a version of Taming the Shrew sure. as well. I think it's Howard Keel. Hold on, let me get it. Wait, what's just what's his name? Uh, Petruchio. Petruchio is correct. Howard Keels and Kiss Me Kate. I was correct. Just a version of Taming of the Shrew. Welcome to the, uh, <laughs> this IMDb is the cast. deepest of dives <laughs> on the cutting edge as a version of Taming of the Shrew. Uh, nobody's ever done this before. This is a completely yeah. new brand of um, criticism called "Is Everything Shakespeare?" Wait a minute, Kiss Me Kate, Kiss Me. Skate? No, that can't be right. No, maybe. No. That's what I would. <laughs> no, no, no. Not going to be right. The original title is Kiss Me Skate. <laughs> so these guys, um, he's late for Douglas Dorsey is late for hockey game. And so he and her uh, run into each other. They're both mad. He says, where I come from, we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Which is very... <laughs> Reagan era 88 thing for him to say it, it is but I like that he just uses it to like like cut her down because she's like also he's in a rush and she's kind of rude but then he's kind of rude for not helping her up and checking in on how she's doing yeah their relationship starts off antagonistically yeah love it so he has his big Olympic game he's like yo yo he's a future yo, star yo, yo I'm a hockey star yeah he's a future star but he gets injured and loses he has sight ocular problems Ryan, I have another. Speaking of people who are in movies, yeah. I have another person that I want you to try to guess who they are. Howard Keel, Kiss Me Kate. No, oh, sorry, sorry. No, nope. not quite. This is the doctor who tells him that he has lost eighteen percent of his vision. Oh damn! Sarah was watching this out of the corner of her eye, and she's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "Are you gonna watch the movie or not?" She's like, "No, tell me who that is." I'm like, "I don't know." It's Michael Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan? No, as in Colonel Saul from Battlestar Galactica. Oh. He's the XL. And Robin <laughs> Robin was just like Sarah, where she's like, wait a second, wait a second. And this movie, I have deemed the movie of people with mustaches because it was the 80s yep. that hides who they really are. Yes. Which is Colonel Ty, Colonel Saul yep. Ty, I think is his name. Colonel Ty. He's Saul. He's Colonel Ty. And he, oh my gosh, when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. And then her dad, who is her dad? John Locke from Locke. Exactly. Everybody's in this movie. Terry Quinn, nice to see you, sir. And so, and Anton, the, the coach of, the, of our skater cat, he's playing a Russian guy, but he's Roy Jatrice, 
who like reads all of the Game of Thrones books on tape. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's in this movie. <laughs> okay, so when I saw the Russian trainer before he spoke, and I I was just watching it and I was like, "You're Russian, aren't you? I can tell." <laughs> they and then really he dress spoke, him up to be Russian. <laughs> and then he spoke and he's like, "She needs work." I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" He's not Russian. What? He was Russian. No, no, in the movie he's Russian. I uh, know his character is Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he makes a good Russian. He looks I, good. I think he's great. I, he's one of my favorite characters in this movie. But anyway, so she flubs the Olympics, falls down. There's like this great scene where she's on the ice and you just hear the cameras like. Chick, 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 yeah. chick, chick. This movie sound design best this year. Oh, I, I mean, I might be giving away my Oscar already, but this movie sound design is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. Side by side, double axles. Here they come. And they nailed them. They nailed them just beautiful. Like, there's so much silence, and it's either like the skates that you hear, mm-hmm. or like the breathing, or just the roar of the crowd before it actually roars. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, so good. So, mm-hmm. fast forward two years. Where are we at? Um, Mr. Hockey Player, I is broke. Not so broken. He can see, he just can't see very well, so he can't play professional hockey. And so he's hanging out with his big bro at the bar, and he's like, make me a sandwich, bro. And he's like, I ain't making a sandwich, bro. Yeah, that's basically it. And then <laughs> she is um, going through uh, like male partners as if they were chaff, and mm-hmm. she herself was deaf and had a scythe. The movie doesn't quite explain why she has to have a partner. Because that's not the only type of figure skating. Well, no, the the movie at one point in time, um, the Anton, her 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 guy, who's her trainer, is like, I told you we should have, you know, made her, you know, a single skater. Yeah, and like the dad is like, like nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, the dad really wants her to succeed in this way, or maybe she really wants to succeed in this way. But as we get a little bit later on, maybe this isn't exactly what she wants. Yeah. So. Well, should we get into her backstory now? Yes. Okay, so her backstory is her mother passed away when she was young, and her dad is super rich, like a uh, millionaire rich. Like, like problem. he has his own skating rink. Yeah. Like very, very rich. Yeah, and uh, she... And her mom was a figure skater as well. Yes, yeah. and she spent all of her life training vigorously as a figure skater had private tutors so she didn't have to go to school all that stuff yeah and her old coach had like trained her since she was nine but was uh, like a a dominating like sexist butthead and she she doesn't necessarily seem like she's the easiest person to coach but he definitely didn't help the situation yeah so she uh you know exnays another partner and she just destroys him can i say the skating in this movie when she's spinning around next to him and she looks like her elbow like if you touched it it would slice her hand yeah you're like holy crap (laughs) lovely let's do it again they did the they did that right and so you know, John Locke goes up to Mr. Russian Man and he's like, what do we do? And he's like, I am at bottom of barrel. And John Locke says, 
get another barrel. So can you trust the dad ever in this movie because he's John Locke? Yeah, maybe it's just the smoke monster impersonating John Locke. Oh. Sorry, season six spoilers. That's okay. If you haven't watched all of Lost at this point in time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Go watch the first couple seasons. <laughs> so, so then he, you know, like Russian man looks at him and he's like, "Now remember, in Russia, ice skates you." <laughs> Sorry, Russia. Hold on, I'm going to check to see if we have any Russian listeners. I think we do. Sorry, the closest Russia. we get, it, no, we have a Russian listener. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to our Russian listener. You're going to hear a lot of accents, and they're and not going to be great. And we're sorry, but also it's very fun. There, there is a time in the early '90s, late '80s, where this like this goodwill, goodwill tour from the USA of like civilian life, kind of reaching out to the USSR and be like, "We want to be your friends," mm-hmm. and like the walls coming down, stuff like that, sure. and like the hunt for Rod October is all about like you know, a Russian submarine commander defecting and, like, wants to live the American dream. Yeah. And it's just this, like, crypto-American conservative, like, well, we have the best life ever. All the Russians want sure. to live like us. Sure. And then, like, there's so many movies like these or, like, Rocky or something where it's like, hey, we're all about cooperation, but we will fucking destroy you at sports. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was just kind of, like, part of that late 80s feeling again where it's like, well, we do respect Russia in this regard. Uh-huh. They're really good at ice skating (laughs) but we'll beat them (laughs) but we're also americans so we're gonna get that gold medal we're also americans so we need to wear cowboy hats everywhere i'm sorry (laughs) can somebody from the late 80s tell me were we wearing a lot of cowboy hats the olympics Mm -hmm. because it's not a great look unless (laughs) because they're not cowboys they're just people dressing up as cowboys to the olympics have you ever owned a cowboy hat yeah, my dad bought me one when I was little. My dad's my dad's super into Western culture. He he used to ride rodeo. I mean, so that's he is he is as close to a cowboy that's as I know. Who's allowed to wear cowboy hats? You got to ride rodeo. Yeah, exactly. And you got to say it right. It's not going to the rodeo and being in the rodeo. It's you ride rodeo. It's like red rum, ride is, rodeo. Is that true? That's how you say it. Okay. You said it. I'm, I forgot you were also in rodeo. Yeah. Sorry, you were also rodeo. Yeah, I was the clown that you ran are, away from the bull. You are rodeo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I rodeo right. So the hockey player is down on his luck. He got his rejection letter from the last hockey team. Every single hockey team's like, sorry, dude. Sorry, bro. He was the best. He was the best around. Gotta come. So uh, somehow the Russian figure skating coach finds this dude and he's like, ah. Yeah. They make a big deal in that one game that we see him in that he's like a great skater. Like yeah. Not only that he's good at hockey, but he just fine for him. Yeah. And so he finds him working on a house or something. Yeah. And he's like, you come with me. Yeah. And he convinces him to go to Michigan. Minnesota. Manitoba. I think it feels I like the Northeast. Somewhere. Somewhere yeah. cold. So somewhere cold. <laughs> they go somewhere cold, which is to Cat's house. And... They get introduced to each other, even though they've met already, and they immediately have like an antagonistic relationship again. But it's the kind of antagonistic relationship that there's something that creates fire out of it. It's the friction that creates the fire necessary. It's that Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell, Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. It's the it's the chemistry that dreams are made of. It's all about being conflicted and contentious. Douglas Dorsey, who's played by D.B. Sweeney. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fine actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think a lot of his his acting here is open mouth acting, where yeah. he's just like, 
Uh, <laughs> I think Moira Kelly is a force to be reckoned with. My my heart fluttered a little bit just at hearing her name. <laughs> also, we're attracted to her, but um, she's just so like she's graceful and she's fiery. Yes, like the things that we like in our women. Yes, she's she's. Sorry, that sounded really possessive, but I meant you have a elegant and fiery partner and i have an elegant and fiery partner yes my wife is not super elegant right now as she will admit to simply because she has an extra like being inside i of her. think for being eight months pregnant she is incredibly graceful oh me too damn it yeah robin i think so too nope, i thought so first just said it damn just it. said it i i love you <laughs> but she robin is actually really graceful she teaches yoga so the two of them together mm. have what i like to call Chemistry. Chemistry. Where even even if one of them is great outside of being together, the two of them together in this movie is just kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. We basically get an extended long sequence of them learning to skate with each other. Yeah, and he's got to you know go from being a hockey skater, which is about certain type of drills, to being a figure skater, which is about a different set of drills. And it make it make And he has even different skates where he, yeah. he slows down differently. She's where like, the toe pick. Toe pick. Toe pick. It, it made total sense for him. Like, I buy this whole concept of if he's an extremely trained hockey player and if the, he spent the past two years just drilling as much as he can, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be too much to ask for him to just, like, modify, yeah. adjust it to this. I think you'd have to be kind of the the best of your sport in order to do that. Um, yeah. Because there's, like, baseball – or there's, there's like uh, – basketball players that end up being uh, football players in the NFL and you who have, are basketball players like in the right. in, in college. And you can yeah. have basketball players become baseball players. Yeah. Some, or sometimes Michael Jordan. Or <laughs> didn't wasn't there a football player who played baseball? Wasn't that uh Tim Tebow? Did he play baseball? I think he did. Maybe in college? I think it's the thing. I don't think he played professional baseball. Maybe it was just minor league. But yeah. either way, he yeah. did something. Yeah, so like you, the crossover is possible, and I like how they show him being good at skating, but it takes him a while to learn. This movie's like pace of montaging is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I especially like the shots where we're just on their feet and we're seeing which one of them is better at skating based on how their feet are lining up. Yeah, um, and him keep like they they keep bringing him down to the ice because he can't stop well. And then that last shot where he lands on the ice after uh, he for, like doesn't know how to toe pick. Yeah. And and it's canted and it's just like his head because he Ooh. has. And like when he stands up later with the ice bags, I don't know. It's great. I, I like it. It was great. So we get, it's like 20 minutes of sports montage. What's like another 80s trope. It's like yeah. long Rocky like montage. And then finally, we get to the New Year's Eve party, where it looks like they're doing good. They're going to nationals. I don't know if that means that they we skipped over any other competition that they've done. This movie jumps around a lot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But we meet uh, Katia's Hale, her um, all hail her st- stiff fiance, who's um, this rich bitch of a guy. <laughs> yeah, he actually, you know, he's he's kind of a, a vanilla bread. Oh, dude! Did, could, did you see who played him? Not Bill Pullman. 
Yeah, yeah, it really was not Bill Pullman because he he has a Bellamy quality to him. Like he just looks like Bill Pullman from the Darkest Timeline. Like there's something like kind of <laughs> off about him. Like where he became like a Wall Street broker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he's he's working in Boston for her dad's company, and you know him and Doug Dorsey butt heads immediately. It's some good back and forth. Yeah, but I mean he's not evil it's just like we don't like him because he's not doug yeah basically just a dumb bellamy and then later on they break up eventually because he's a bellamy Mm -hmm. but later on when he is like figures her out kind of yeah i'm I'm like i don't dislike you now you're kind of an okay character which is the role of the bellamy yeah and you don't want your bellamy to be major idiots no you want them to be wise enough to figure things out and you know the best bellamys were nora's bellamys of sleeps in seattle you've got mail Pullman and Kinnear, they were never played for just doofs. They were like, I don't think this is going to work for these very good reasons. Yeah. Like, those are good reasons. Yeah. They they aren't the person for our lead being Meg Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So at the New Year's party, sparks are literally flying mm. on the sparklers. And they're all they're all doing their like kiss kiss the love the one you're so with the 80s, kind of kissing so people. The, tell me, so you, you weren't in the 80s, but again, somebody- I was. Like, well, okay. you Made had, in 88. Yeah, I was made in 87. We didn't go to a lot of New Year's Eve parties, but everybody's kissing everybody at this party. It's I want to be at kissing. that party. I'm like, why wasn't I born in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. You were born in the 80s. I'm like one of those one of those people at the Olympics. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they almost kiss and then they decide to go for the lips. And that's how you know that there's something between them. Yeah. Wait, go for the lips or go for the cheek? No, I'm oh, sorry. They go for the cheek. Yeah. Right. Cause they're almost at the lips, but then yeah. they, they say, no, no, no. But why? Yeah. Because a moment on the lips forever on the hips. That's why. That's, that's why you need to avoid you know, kissing and baby kissing. making. Yeah. Baby I get you. I get you. Yeah. And, and I mean, she has her figure skating to look after. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't let that get in the way. So basically, she goes away, he goes away. There's more of them not really being with each other. And then they get to nationals. Right. And let's see it. I get I get a little mixed together. Nationals, they do they do their routine. And it's it's fine. So there's there's two routines. There's a short routine and a long routine. Right. So they did fine enough on the short routine, but it wasn't like... It didn't like decide anything that no. night. Right. And in order to go to the Olympics, you have to get second. Yeah. And so. Or we, first, hopefully. Yeah. Second or first. <laughs> um, I got in first. Sorry. Can't go. They're, they're second. And there's like, there's this other couple, um, the other American couple that's skating. And, um, and Doug Dorsey has the hots for the girl. Yeah. And, but, the guy, and the guy has the hots for Dorsey. So, like, they both have the hots for Dorsey. Wait, the guy had the hots for Dorsey? I totally oh, yeah. missed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the guy is Kate's old uh, partner. Yeah, old partner, yeah. Oh. But, like, that whole scene where he was just standing there, and she's like, you'll get used to it. Um, that was because, like, uh, 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 like they were both checking oh, I Dorsey that. out. Yeah. It was very 1992 about it, where it's like, we can't yeah. say too much yeah. about this. We're just hinting that yeah. he's gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, basically, like, they... They luck into going to the Olympics because they skate the crap out of it, but the judges don't really like it because they're doing a little bit. I mean, I, I've listened to like podcasts about this where um, figure skating uh, judges are very harsh. Mm. And if you're doing anything like outside of the norm, 
it generally gets marked down. Mm. And so like they're trying to go for something a little different, a little bit more exciting, and it's not very safe, and thus they get marked down. But the other people that they think are going to beat them go down and don't make it. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the Olympics. Yay. Yeah. And there's this weird microplot. I can't remember where this happens, but she gets really upset when they're back home and training. Yeah, and he takes and- a weekend to go to Boston to like hook up with somebody. <laughs> and the hockey, the ice figure skating coach was like, what he he man he has to go so wild oats it's like what (laughs) what is this doing here well yeah because she's like i've been doing this since i was nine and i've never taken any time off and he's like i don't know i'm sorry he has to go to (laughs) boston get laid yeah there's there's ladies out there i'm sorry the opposite of the raging bull thing where it's like no boom boom before match what? <laughs> what? I just combined references. No boom boom before matches. Is that actually reference. a line from Raging Bull? No, but because it, that makes him sound like Neanderthals, Pete, not Italians. When, so. when Pete, when Pete wants to be the ultimate fighting champion, Hochi, his coach, tells him no boom boom before. Oh, that's fights. in Friends. Okay, so but I was in, confused because Friends, I didn't know it was directed by Martin Scorsese. But in Raging Bull, Robert De Niro shouldn't be with the ladies because it totally takes away from like his potency to like take someone Ooh, down it takes, in a match. Takes his potency away. Yeah, I can't yeah. take away the potency. Uh, I, is that what we're calling it from now on? <laughs> yeah, your potency. He needs to get his potency addressed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, what happens is. They end up at the Olympics, correct? Oh, yeah. I I can't remember when they went tequila drinking. Did they do the short one at the Olympics, and then they went and partied? Yes. Or did they party after they found out that they were going to the Olympics? No, they partied after they... Oh, yes. Okay, so they're still... They found out they're going to the Olympics. They party... And she's never drunk anything before. And she, like, has, like, a reason before, and he's just like... Come on. And she's like, okay. No, no. She doesn't like she doesn't tell the reason before. He he's like, what, do you not want to get fat? And then she's like, you wouldn't understand. Well, she never explains it. She never explains it to him. But is it like her mom's death had something to do with alcohol? No, I I just think it's like she's focused. But wouldn't that have been better? What would have been better? If if there was like a good thematic character development reason behind her not drinking? Instead of just like, I have a reason that I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I think it would have added like five minutes to this movie. Oh, just to say. I don't know. That adds a layer of complication to this plot that this plot didn't want. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to pause because I'm going to rewrite the movie. Into, should I rewrite or quibble? Rewrite or quibble. Rewrite or quibble. Um, let's start with a quibble. We'll do rewrites later. Okay. Quibbles and bits. Quibbles and bits. Quibbles and Bits is part of a balanced podcast diet. Please talk to your doctor before listening. Quibbles and Bits is for humans, not dogs. Part of FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. My only issue with this film, which I think is a good film, mm-hmm. it's great in certain ways and kind of disappointing in other ways, but I'm kind of... On balance. Yeah. And so this movie is a sports movie. This movie is a sports movie. This movie is a rom-com. Mm-hmm. It's kind of trying to be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more invested in being a good sports movie, not as invested in being a good rom-com. Just What do you mean by good rom-com? Like a good rom-com has the chemistry and has the meet-cutes and stuff, but the good ones have really interesting character development to go with it. It doesn't have to go super deep, but like Notting Hill you really like these characters and you really get to know who they are and you get to know their fears and anxieties and like 
you know, Julia sure. Roberts, like we really get to know her mm-hmm. and we really get to know Hugh Grant and we get to know his friends too really yep. well. This movie it I, glazes over those I kind of got to know them. Yeah. And I had to do a lot of heavy lifting for Moira Kelly's like main character development. I think Moira Kelly we get more character development out of than Doug Dorsey. Right. Doug Doug made sense on a very sports movie level of like he champion, he won, then he lost, he must redeem. Right. Therefore he, champion. There's all these moments where they're like having the most 80s lunch ever and they're wearing big suits and he's like we're we did great didn't yeah we? we're gonna win we're a winner and he's like i need this i need the win and so like, i was uh, kind of like accepting him as just this tropey of all tropes of like well he's just gonna do the sports i arc. think the word you're looking for is cliche yeah but i was okay with it because it's 1992 okay but <laughs> since she had more character development you're not as into it well it's it got started and i'm like give me more mm-hmm. because if her arc was also i was champion then i failed then i become champion again it's like okay i can buy it for 90 minutes and have a good time but for romance films i need a little bit more for me her arc was um she's been doing this not necessarily for herself the whole time but they didn't commit all the way to that yeah so i don't necessarily know why she's doing it at the end yeah but i i think with Doug Dorsey, I really would have liked to know why he wanted to be a great hockey player. And thus, like, what is this dream fulfilling for him relationally as well? Because, like, if he just walks away from this, great, whatever. You know, it's it's like, it's no big deal to the world. But to him, it means that he's failed, right? Mm-hmm. But who has he failed? Himself? Why did he get into hockey? Like, I feel like we could have had a his dad got him into hockey and always said, I want to see you out. Like one day you're going to be on the Red Wings or something. And so this was his next closest thing. Yeah. And then he could have talked to Moira about that and, or Kat, sorry. And been like, like that could have been their bonding moment. Yeah. Um, And then she could have talked about her mom a little bit too. Yeah. The heavy lifting I did is that, and I think there's enough in the movie to justify my read of it is that, the reason why she does what she does and why she's so committed is that she's trying to keep her mom alive by doing the thing that her mom would be doing. Right. And pursuing the gold medal is accomplishing the things that her mom would have done. And she's doing it mostly for her dad to make sure that her dad stays happy. And she's just trying to fulfill a role that her mom was both professionally and emotionally and relationally. That could have been way deeper. I really invested in. Yeah. And so if you just had a little bit less montage and a little bit more dialogue between Kate and Hockey Man, what's his name? Doug Dorsey. Doug Dorsey. Douglas Dorsey. Like just Doug can read. Doug can read. <laughs> just like five more minutes. Then I would have really been invested in their relationship and I would have really felt it when they got together at the end. But I didn't get that, but I still had the chemistry and so I had that like superficial high. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is nice. Yeah. It's like having a really good piece of candy. I just right. wish... It it's not a love further. story for the ages, but I'm really glad they got together. Yeah. Yeah. And like the ending, you could have just gone a little bit more and be like, you know, everything up until now has been for them, but tonight it's for me. That's right. all you yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to write. That's all you needed. We, it was like, for, he finally like lets everything go and he's like, I don't care about winning. And then for her, she's like, I I just want to go out there and skate with you because yeah. Yeah. you've you've reminded me of why this can be beautiful yeah like yeah and then okay so basically what happens they go out <laughs> drinking 
don't start your first night drinking tequila. Oh, especially shots. Well, I just love her post hangover and you just like see and you just feel every fiber of her pain. Yeah, especially because she locks herself out, but she's wearing all black and black glasses and she's just she she's a good actor. Yeah. Um, But Doug like goes dancing with her and she's kind of first time drunk, wild drunk. Yeah. Where we've always we've we've all been there with someone who it's their first drunk and they go a little crazy. Well, especially tequila. Yeah. Will really go, make it go crazy. Yeah, yeah. But they, he brings her back to her hotel room and she's like, "Let's do it." Let's baby. Bone. And he's like, and he's like, "Nah, this isn't how I want to do this." You like she first he's like, "You're with Kale, right?" And she's like, "Not anymore." And he's like, "Wait, cons- Kale? His name is Kale? Hale. Hale. It's Hale. Might as well Which be Kale. Just any boring better. green beans. Gosh. And one's white snow, <laughs> white ice. God. It's all vanilla, man. This hasn't got anything to do with skating, does it? Like, and then she's she's like, "But I still want to bone you." And he's like, "No, like she's like, you should get some sleep." And and I'll go sleep and we'll both sleep. Mm-hmm. And then she gets super pissed because she feels rejected and she's really drunk. Yeah. And then he's he's like, you know, like he has that line, like, you know, it didn't have to be like this. Yeah. And which we all feel it never helps the situation to say it, but we all feel that sometimes during fights. Totally. And then she says something else and he comes back and he just says like a great insult. This movie's full of good insults. He says, you know what? You're a lousy drunk. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because nobody wants to be a lousy drunk. You want to be the fun drunk. Yes. So then, lo and behold, the siren comes. The the redhead other American skatress. Yeah. It's a little early for practice, isn't it? And she's like, ha! She's like, ha, I'm as American as you can be. Would you like to have sex? And I was wandering around the seventh floor. I was looking for a, a, pit, a, a gas station. Is there a penis in here? <laughs> can you help me? Uh, and the way Doug looks at her is like... Like, she is so bubbly and saccharine, and he's like, fine, I'm horny. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and then, of course, Kat comes to apologize. She finds the lady there. She's really mad about it. They go home. They keep training, and then they get to the Olympics. But now that everything's patched up. Well, before they go to the Olympics, they uh, work on them. The Russian's like, I have secret weapon. <laughs> And so we see them training on this, and it's like, oh, my God, it looks terrifying, basically. Oh, my God. I was crawling out of my skin. (laughs) He grabs her feet and starts swinging around like a bowling pin. And in order for this trick to work, you need to get not only spin, but arc. Yeah. And so every single swing, her head gets closer and closer to the ice. And guys, I don't think I've ever watched something I've been this nerve-wracked about physically. Robin and I were like trying to get off the couch. Just, oh. Ah. And like we see him toss her several times and she's just eating it on the ice. And like hit, like the, the hard thing about doing something like this is his arms are just getting like pulled and strained and tired. So he's getting worse and worse almost every time. And she's getting more and more bruised. Oh. Ah. Even at the end. So they eventually get to the Olympics and he confesses his love to her right before they're going to go on. It's and a really good conversation. Right after he vomited. No, he does or was that. that the other match? That was the other <laughs> okay. match because he gets nervous. But like, because that would ruin your kiss. And then, oh god, that would be bad. And then he he tells her he loves her, and then like she's kind of happy about it. And but instead of saying I love you back, she's like, let's do the move that she's been saying. No, we can't do it. It's too dangerous. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> and they do the move, and it's great. And they're 
like they do the move, they end, and then they kiss, and the movie's over because it's the eighties, baby. Yeah. Um, but even during that scene where her head kept getting closer <laughs> and closer, oh, I was like, I, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I know that she doesn't hit her head. Wait, but... you've seen this movie? Oh yeah. Sorry, my mom and I used to watch this movie. <laughs> All the time together. This is such a good. Like when I was a little kid. It's it's like almost a kids movie. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. It's not super appropriate, but most of the time it's it's fun and it's sports and. I mean, you know. yeah. It's it's. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty vanilla in yeah. what what you know it depicts sexually. Because you're not like you're like why is he going to Boston? It's like yeah. Don't worry about it. And and it's like she's in his room. And I was like as a kid I was like I kind of get that they had sex, but I don't really know what that means. Yeah. But yeah, my mom and I, I've probably seen this movie eight or nine times yep. before this. And so it it's rewatchable too, it's because fun. it's just a bunch of fun. Yeah. I say um, that probably leads us into trope talk. That, that was our short form. Yep. And now comes our long form. And we're back with trope talk. It's like jock talk, because this is a sports movie. Oh, okay. I see where you're... Yeah, totally Totally fits. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of jocks, what's our trope this week? Montage. Montage, montage, the greatest French addition to filmmaking. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, no, it's a uh, Mr. I know, it's I, Russian. Uh, but... It's Russian. How dare you say it's French? <laughs> we invented a Russian montage. It's in the name. It's called Russian montage. Yeah, but montage is a French word. Oh, yes. Still. Um, but they... You know, we, as as you see in War and Peace, most Russians, as long as you're a certain class, speak French. Yeah. Day class A. French? Classic? In a movie like this, you're going to get your montages. Any sports movie. Like, it's been... I mean, it's been parodied so much that in other movies, they have songs about montages. What's that, Team America? We're going to do a montage. What is the point of a montage, Ryan? Is to, in popular cinema, is to convey a lot of information as efficiently as possible. But what is it before at, that? Before, when we talked about montage, montage is literally just the combination of shots. Yeah, it is one image juxtaposed against another image to create an idea. Mm-hmm. And so, like the, I think the Hitchcock um, like explanation of this is probably the best. So, like, <laughs> sum that up really. Here, quickly. Here's the premise: you have an old man, um, but he's the middle shot, and he smiles. Okay, but the first shot will determine what you think about this old man. Let's say there's like a little kid playing with a kite, and then you cut to the old man, and he smiles. Well. That man's probably remembering his childhood and is like really happy about that. And he thinks the baby's cute. But let's say the first shot is um, a lady in a bikini. And then you cut to an old man. Smiling. And then he smiles. Same smile, completely different context. Right. That is basic montage theory. Shots put together create meaning. Now, the way that montage has been used to address passage of time and try to get more story into a movie without jump cutting to like further on and just saying, wow, we're much better than we were back then Mm -hmm. is to show it happening in a quick succession of images, usually set to music. Mm -hmm. And this movie does that in spades. Bitch and music. 
like I, I think these are some of the best montages I've ever seen. Yeah, like, because I'm just entertained and I like pause the movie. I'm like, oh damn, we're already 45 minutes in. I started this five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> and it's some people think it's cheap, and I think it can be used cheaply. Um, but I think when you're this sincere about it and you're having fun, where whether it's the topic scene or it's them like learning to get together there's this like extended bit throughout the film where he's reaching for her hand but she's just out of reach yeah but it's then there's one where he like gets her hand and he won't let it go yeah and then there's one where they reach out and grab each other's hands and it's really efficient storytelling through like three different montages so even the montages in this movie because there's so many have arcs to them Mm. which i think is is a really Perfect yeah, that's, use of it. We want to do in a montage in sports movies, especially, is like show a specific skill that they're trying to figure out and then showing them figuring it out. And you're like, ah, they did it. Yes. Yeah. And each one of those skills develop over each of the montages. I still think the best line, I, I can't remember that this happened in the midst of a montage, but we're, we're low on the ground. And <laughs> he's like, you want me to put my hands where? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty good. Which I've always wondered when I'm watching figure skating. I'm like, how can you do this? In a safe way, in a safe manner. That's... I think I think a lot of practice, but also like I mean, if you're if you're ever dancing and like hands go to intimate parts, it's just because you have trust in your partner and you're like, this isn't sexual right now. This is well, it, it's the same thing in football where like oh, if yeah. you're if you QB and you got to pass off the ball, like my dad was showing them that I'm like, you what, Dad? <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's not allowed. He's like, don't That's touch. How we did it in college ball. <laughs> don't touch my taint, Dad. Don't touch. <laughs> touch no touching no touching Um, but sports has a lot of intimate touching which requires trust i mean if you're gonna say a good game to somebody you have to pat their butt yeah that's (laughs) how you do it and like just the development of them getting closer and closer as friends as people who are attracted to each other as partners is illustrated through all of these like different things whether he's lifting her up or whether he's like learning to skate right next to her hold her hand and it's it's um it's like watching a couple like get to know each other except it's more competitive. Yeah. Even down to when they have the the hockey game, it's a montage. Right. She's like, "Okay, I'll give you a little bit by doing something you like." That was fun. Yeah. And she hits him in the face with a puck. Topic. <laughs> Topic. <laughs> so, the the other movies that we've seen montages in, the I Night's think, Tale. Uh Night's Tale training montage. Again. That was good. That was, what was the song in that? Uh, low rider. Let's see. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, mean Girls, where they're trying to um, oh yep. obliterate Regina George, right. and it goes wrong, and just yeah. see, show them failing. And so, ways. so that's kind of a I would almost call that a heist montage. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they're not training; they're trying to accomplish a goal in secret. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ocean's Eleven has the greatest montages where you're yeah. seeing them do stuff, and you're like, you feel like you're in on it, and you're like, oh, this is so cool. And they even have like they play with time. In, yeah. in those montages because some of them are flashback montages, which yeah. is really fun. Um, what other movies do we have in our list that have like a good solid montage in them? Well, an interesting one that I don't know if we want to nominate for montage or not, but mm. the passage of time sequence in Notting Hill when a year goes by. I Whoa. Yeah, that's really interesting because what it is is a tracking shot that gets interrupted every once in a while by a wipe mm-hmm. but it's not it's not a montage in the traditional sense but it does pass time it is multiple shots and it is showing somebody in the same place doing the same thing over and over this in my college essay i will show that you can have a montage which is can we get can we get the typewriter please 
It's traditionally defined as a series of shots. I will show in my essay that in Notting Hill, they successfully have a montage with one shot. It's not one shot, though. It's multiple but shots with the wipes. it feels like one shot. Sure, it does. I'm going to give it to you. I All think right. that's a montage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so look for them, audience, when you're out there. Look for montages. See what they accomplish. Do they tell a story do they uh, like advance the plot at all? That's what it should be doing is advance plot. That is what it like a montage in the strictest sports sense should be doing. But does it also progress character? Because if so, then you have a great montage. A very essential montage is in You've Got Mail when Tom Hanks takes his family out to like the street fair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just feels We're having like a good day montage. Yeah. And they're like, okay, Tom Hanks looks like an evil dictator so far. We need to show him that he's a like, good dude and we need to do it in a short amount of time because we don't have like 20 minutes at the beginning of this movie to establish how great he is and it's fun it is i want to go to the street fair with tom hanks Uh, most montages are fun just by the very nature of the fast the fact that they're fast they like they allow us to absorb a bunch of information at once but not in a way that's like overbearing Mm -hmm. i think um i think um, the montage is one of the the great tools at a filmmaker's disposal um, I was thinking I'm going to segue away from this conversation to something else completely uh, because I think we nailed it. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that if we had a sports movie podcast, which I don't want to do. Uh, okay. Uh, but if we did. I don't think we have time. <laughs> but if we did uh-huh. and this movie was on there, I would say, yeah, this is one of the great ones. This yeah, is, this is just a great sports movie. It's a great sports movie, and it has enough rom com in it for me to call it a sports rom com. Yeah, and as a rom com, like, yeah, it's pretty good. But I give it like a glowing endorsement as a sports movie, and mm-hmm. I feel a little sad because the sports movie is like one of my least favorite genres. Like, if this was an action movie, because I love action movies, then I would be so much happier about it because mm-hmm. it's part of like my stable of genres that I like to go back to. Uh-huh. But is this a movie I'd go back to all the time? Uh, the rom-com's enough for me to, to revisit. Sure. I'm just kind of regretful that uh, I'm not... I guess I'm just saying I should be in a more sports more, and I'm not. Have you seen like any of the other classics, like Rudy or Remember oh, the Titans Rudy. or The Natural? Love Rudy. Okay. Um, Remember the Titans. Love it, but not for sports reasons. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying is you like sports movies so far. I like sports movies where it's not about the sports. Most sports movies aren't about the sports. Oh, so maybe we should have a sports movie podcast. Like, because this movie it is about it really isn't about the I mean it it, it a sports movie can't like be devoid of being about the sport, mm-hmm. but it's always going to be about like the people and overcoming challenges and their challenge is basically how do we find a way to each other? Mhm. As as both as partners, but also as partners, right? Just like the Water Boy. No, I not feel like yeah. That I, one's I don't more think about it, sports. Yeah, I think it's sports. <laughs> sports is the Water Boy is going for. Um, well, Ryan. Speaking of sports, have you found a patron for your child chasing? <laughs> what? I I know that you want to become a professional child chaser, so I was wondering if you found, <laughs> you know, in your house. That's your Olympic sport, right? Uh, like what we were I, I talking about. I wouldn't say I'm child like chasing. looking for any child chasers out there. I, I I don't want them in my house. I don't want them in my neighborhood. No, you I said you want wanted to, be... to chase you. You chase Sh- children. No, I, I'll be the child chaser. I don't. That's need what any I'm saying. More. Yes, yes, yes. You're I'm chasing the... child. Yes, I chase child. <laughs> Do you have a patron for that? 
Is you a sponsor, maybe? Oh, so are you trying to segue <laughs> us into a Patreon thing? I think I'm doing it very successfully. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Did you guys know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> Paolo hates money. He spits on money. There was no money. Well, maybe I don't need your money. Wait, wait, I said maybe. I'd marry you for your money in a minute. We do, and uh, this week there was an essay. Finally, 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 you had. I'll an be essay. doing. I'll be doing next week's as well. Because yes. as is my as is my want for having skipped. You were uh, negligent. Uh, this week, Kelly uh, took the assignment I gave him, and he passed with flying colors. He wrote about ooh, why ooh, ooh, ooh. we should care about story and. Gosh darn it, Kelly. I want to say that this is one of your most creative essays I've read. Not in the sense of an essay being written in an unexpected way, but it's just it shows your command of creating things, creating scenarios out of the blue. And you came up with all these very creative examples that were talking about things. You're like, consider a scenario like this where characters are doing this. And have you thought about this? And I'm like, damn it, that is that is really thoughtful. And I must say, you're you're, I would call it a an excellent command of your creativity. I was very impressed. Thank you. Essay writing is not my forte, generally speaking, but um, with this one, I just put myself into a montage mm-hmm. and got it all done in like forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> also, I put pictures in this one, so if you're not really big into reading, yeah. There's pictures. But if you want to see how Kelly's brain works, this is just a really good example of that and just seeing the the ways it, it is manufactured. Well, thanks. I always aspire to write as good as you essay-wise, and so Thank you. you're the big inspiration. Thank you. But if you want to come over and check us out, today's movie was inspired by the votes of our patrons on Patreon. And next month's we're going or next month we're going to have another movie that is also inspired by the votes of our Patreon patrons. Because it's September. And it's gonna be a music film because So I can't stop. This month's all has to do with dancing and singing. And music. And music and more. We got Dirty Dancing. We got High Fidelity. We got Once. We got... Is it a dancing or a singing one? Maybe it's both. Look it up. Ah, music and lyrics. Ah, I told you. Uh, I don't think there's any dancing in there. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant dances in almost every single movie he's in. Yeah, he shakes his booty. But just like kind of like a dad would. Yeah. Um, so you can come vote for any of those movies. We'll do them at the end of September, as is our want. We also have bonus episodes. Well, this... well wait, before you tell them about the bonus episodes. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Who, what's winning the, the poll? Oh, the poll. At, at the moment, far and away in advance, is Dirty Dancing. Oh. So I've never seen Dirty Dancing. You have? What? I know. Sorry. <laughs> Spit take. You haven't seen Dirty Dancing? I was hoping it was High Fidelity this month because I love that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, all of these movies will still be on our list, so they can be chosen randomly. But this is up. To, I mean, if you want to become a patron and just basically give me money every month, <laughs> I'll let you vote. But keep keep making it dirty dancing. It's gonna happen. Um, yeah, dirty dancing is probably gonna be it. If you want to change that, come over to our Patreon and uh, you know become a patron. Join the vote. community. Yeah, it's lowest level gets to vote. Don't even worry about it. Cup of coffee. Um, Patreon.com/slash/romcomgents to see what it's all about. 
this month's bonus episode is going to be going up sometime soon. It's, ASAP. It's going up ASAP. It's going up ASAP, and it's Ryan and Kelly talk about The Hobbit. Yeah, book club. Book We're doing club. book club on The Hobbit. A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books, and this is a special book. And so if you like The Hobbit as much as we do, or you want to find out everything possible about The Hobbit, Ryan and I know it. This is probably the thing that we know the most about. Kelly, besides how many, Star Wars. How many times have you read The Hobbit? I would guess thirty-eight to forty. I think I've read it probably twelve times in the past three or four years. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we know what we're talking about in a way that we're gonna have to push our glasses really high up our nose, get real nice and nerdy. But regardless, that's at Patreon. If you want to come here, us be extra nerdy. That's where to do it. And come support support us as support we try us. and feed our children. At, and, and a way of you know you know the way they could think about it well is that you're having a baby in a month yes I am. it's like joining the patreon is like doing a food train yes come be a part of the food train we have so many good friends that have decided to take it upon themselves to be part of our food train and like help robin and i out the first couple weeks and just like you know because we'll be dealing with a baby who's like i need help surviving i'm a baby i'm a baby and if you want to come help ryan and i out because we're babies <laughs> because we're the married couple with a baby the baby being this podcast you can be part of the meal training help the really, baby. Really, we'd love that help the baby and even if you can't please go over to apple podcasts or whatever podcast app you're on if there have if there's a rating system of any kind in there throw us a bone throw us a five star write us something we'll read it on the pod Pause the podcast. Just go do that for a second if you can. I mean, if your review on Apple Podcasts is like you proposing to your boyfriend or girlfriend or something, and that's how you do it, mm -hmm. and we read it on air, mm -hmm. how great would that five-star review be? Oh, shoot. Right? If you guys want to write love letters to your significant others via a review, a review, we'll read it. And like, you don't even mention the show. You just, It's just a like straight love letter. Just we'll, on there. That doesn't matter to us. We, we will we, will we love it. love we love love and then you can just we, what we'll do is we'll read it in a way that you <laughs> can cut it out and just send it even if your significant <laughs> doesn't listen to this podcast which you should get them to listen to this podcast no we'll just read it without context and yeah. be like hey do you want to listen to this podcast i, I, I just yeah, throw yeah. it on you know we're we're going to the coast this weekend i figure just throw on this podcast exactly Make them watch the movie beforehand. It'll be a whole thing, but really, it's a trap. Boom! You've been tricked into a proposal. You've been jammed. <laughs> um, yes, but Ryan, I, ha I have to say, even though you have already proposed to your wife, and it wasn't over a podcast, but it should have been, uh. would you propose to give this movie a rom-com Sure would. Uh, I, did I give best soundtrack to someone else? I don't know. I think you did. Okay. Then let's not do that. Okay. I love the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack too. It's great. I'm going to go with best chemistry. Oh, we love chemistry. Dynamite. You have written an essay. Speaking of our Patreon, you wrote an essay on why chemistry is important. Yeah. Best chemistry. What, what did you like most about their chemistry? Um... You know, don't hate me, but it reminded me of me and Sarah. No, no, no I get it. We just love bantering with each other. You this love is just bantering about banter, and you guys 
you guys snipe in a non-bad way sometimes in a way that is very entertaining for me Uh where you get competitive yeah yeah and that's um i think a, a relationship that can do that healthily is one that's set up for success i like to veer our arguments towards places that sarah is the clear master of and just get my ass kicked and just just through sheer effort try and punch up to her and just see her just like be like you know what bam 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 and just prove me wrong like she's so pretty when she's proving me wrong and little does she know that you're doing it on purpose (laughs) it's a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast robin we're swearing you to secrecy (laughs) yeah um well yeah great chemistry i think this movie's sound editing i'm giving yeah. it, uh, sound sound mixing i guess is what it is more so just because the levels in this film is so Im- it's it's impeccable it creates a story all of its own not not a story but an atmosphere mm. where whether it's like the ice blades cutting through the ice or like all the stuff i've already talked about I, I don't know why robin and i were just really blown away by how much detail was spent on the sound in this movie in a way that like like Rocky for instance another great sports movie right and there's there's some good moments in that movie where it's like you know you hear Rocky's heartbeat and he's just been hit really hard and he just hears Adrian's voice in the crowd and it's really good but I think the sound editing in this one is might be one of the best sports movie sound editings that I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other sports movies like football. It's all like thudding around and basketball. It's all about squeaking and bouncing and balling and oh, jamming yeah. mm-hmm. and now skating. And <laughs> and you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the ice skating just provides a really good template for cool sounds. Yeah. Just good good sound design it's immersive it is that's the thing it's It's very immersive another good sport that i like hearing the sound of is archery oh the yeah you you get the you you hear the like the tautness of the bowstring that yeah and then just like the it cutting through the air oh it's good and then that last breath out before somebody actually releases where they're just yeah and then yeah Um, style so good so I know that you really love the sound design, but is there a person that you really love in this movie? Not as much as that sound design. Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is I loved you from the first second I met you. <laughs> but mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I know. It's going to be Moira Kelly for me. Shocker. She's, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody, I really like Anton. He's like my second choice in this movie because he's a cuddly old Russian Mm -hmm. guy and he's wise. And can I say something? When he kisses the two of them before they go out for their final Olympic like skate where he's just telling them to go have fun and he's speaking to him in Russian and then kisses each of them. It's so tender. And, and DB Sweeney just plays it straight or yeah. kind of like, no, he really does. He accepts the kiss. It's very non eighties. Yeah. He's not like, Oh, Russian guy kissed me. No, N- he's, none of that. he's, he's just he, so he's there for accepts it. the kiss. And I really like, it was a very warm moment. It, it was, was very good. It was something that it was, it was parent, like yeah like in in a way that we don't see from her dad or from his brother but i'm gonna say moira kelly because she is there's something about somebody who's passionate 
mm-hmm. about what they do and is very good at it and doesn't give up on like doesn't give in to me in conversation but makes it a competition and likes the competition yeah like there's something so attractive about that i want her i want to take her on a date she's i she's the one i'm falling in love with too i I feel like are you gonna pay for this date um i'm gonna try and then she's gonna be like screw you i'm paying for the date it was my idea and we'll just get in a fight about it and like oh here we go i think what you should do is start off and be like Oh, I got this. You, you probably can't afford this. <laughs> and then she'll be like, hell yeah, I can afford it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to take her on a date, go to a dinner, get some drinks, go see a movie, and then debate the movie on end. And just like hear her like be like, no, 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 you, this is why you're wrong. And I just want to hear her. Eh, she's basically Sarah. This is why, what I, I do with see, Sarah. I would like I would like to go on that date too, but I'm going to end that date at a skating rink. Where mm-hmm. she can trounce me, yeah, and you know it's it's like we're we're going skating, and I can't skate as good as her, but you know what? She hasn't skated like this in an outdoor rink for a really long time. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm reminded of what what can be fun. Yeah, so yeah, that's my that's my choice. Um, what's the uh, what's the if Moira was a member of a D and D party? What's her class? Oh, she's definitely like in this movie. Is it? In this movie, her character would be is scoundrel one, is rogue, rogue, rogue. Yeah, she's yeah. A rogue. yeah, just because <laughs> she she can do a lot of damage. Yeah, she would be a rogue. And she's she very would, loud. Yeah, but she would be kind of like um, uh, not a gnome, but like not a dwarf either. But someone, she's an elf. She's very yeah. she's very skinny and fit. Yeah, but yeah. she's also kind of sneaky. Like she would yeah. just kind of like you wouldn't notice her, but mm-hmm. she would be like robbing you but then you know showing you why she should be robbing you and yeah that she'd hold it outside the window and then flip you off and yeah run away yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well um ryan i think that brings us to that sad sad part where we oh no we're not leaving yet we have to pick our next movie hey before we pick the next movie can i take a couple minutes to give a movie recommendation sure oh did you do something that was not rom-com this week i did a not rom-com thing actually i did it last week I I don't know if I talked about this, but last week I got to go to advanced screening of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings from Marvel. We didn't talk about that last week. That's what I did last week in Vegas. That's all I did. And you really Just liked it. it. I really liked it. You guys, I really liked it. I swore off Marvel movies after Avengers Endgame. I said, I'm done with this. This was dumb. I did not have a good time. I'm no longer watching these. Hey, audience, 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 audience. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Don't go away. Just, just hang out. Stay with us for a second. But I like this. <laughs> Great. You'd recommend it to people who enjoy Kung Fu. Yeah, they did it right. They knew what they were doing. I've been really into Kung Fu cinema lately, and I could tell that the director knew what he had to do to get these sequences correct. Love it. Uh, he had actual like Kung Fu actors in his movie, mm-hmm. like Michelle Yeoh, who is amazing. If you guys want to see an amazing Michelle Yeoh film, go on Amazon Prime. It's called... Not Wang Chung, um, Tai Chi. <laughs> it, it's just a. It was just a good, good movie. Yeah. So go check it out. It's opening now. It's open now when this movie, this episode drops. So go see it. I really want to take Robin to see it. Um, my non rom com thing this week is I reread Wrinkle in Time. Hey, cool. Because I've been waiting for Robin to finish the book she's reading so I can read it, and I just picked it up off the shelf. I was like, I'm gonna want to show this to my kid one day, and I reread it, and. It is fantastic. 
It's mm. a great book. Um, there's a little bit of it that is immature, but in just a way that it feels like an older book, kind yeah. of. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed getting back to it. It's it's a good just straight up fantasy read. Yeah, that's yeah, very much so. It's I mean yeah, because it's kind of it's more it's almost more sci-fi than fantasy. Yeah, I would say. But like it, it very felt much in line like if you enjoy series like Chronicles of Narnia, it's like this is an essential book. You got to check this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's um, check the next uh, next movie. Yeah, let's do it. Huh. Kelly, I need a number. 85 for when this movie felt like it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a movie that I don't know. I've never heard of. It's called Love Jones, and it's actually a fan submission from Sabrina Hawkins. Oh, hey, all right. Sabrina Hawkins. Love Jones. Who I worked with in Atlanta. According to IMDb, is a Lorenz Tate Neil Long movie. All right. Yeah. Back to the Neil Long game. Yes. Great. This looks great. 7.4. That. What what year are we in? We are in 97 land. Oh, okay. Okay. That's prime prime 90s. Prime, Prime Neil Long, too. Okay. Well, I mean, Neil Long is always great, but this is like... This is prime universe, Neil Long. (laughs) Okay, well, um, hey, everybody, thank you so much for stopping in. We love you so much. And Ryan, I love you like I love good film cinema theory. (laughs) Mm. I love you like a hockey player loves a good toe pick. And this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms. This is my wife, sound design.